It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm Cristiano Simonetta, joined alongside by Stars head coach Rocky Russo. Welcome to Outside the Box on 93.7 FM the ticket. We just got some swag for the first time. Uh, we had some food cake the first time we uh, walked in these uh, halls, and now we're getting some hats and some shirts. We may have to model here, Rocky. These look pretty sharp. These are great. You've got the uh, the Under Armour hat, and the Dry Fit Nike T-shirt with the exclusive ninety three seven the ticket Very logo. Nice. Um, DP is a giver. Always, uh, always looking out for us. I certainly appreciate it. And how about that last? Uh, was it an hour or a half hour? Of the show before us? It was two hours. Two hours. Yeah. We got to step up our game. They've got karaoke going on. Uh, Rocky, if they're apparently we're one of the only shows on the nighttime to not sing. If there was a song, are you a singer? Do you have that? Uh, I have talent? a terrible voice. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, who doesn't like to sing? Sure. Right. Doesn't it's, have to be good. It's uh, it's whether or not you have the uh, the gusto to do it in public. Um, but if I had to pick a karaoke song to okay. sing, uh, I I suspect it would be "Build Me Up Buttercup." Okay, I, I I'm gonna guess Carter doesn't know that song. You don't know "Build don't Me know. Up Buttercup." Oh, okay, never mind. All right. Everybody knows "Build Me Up Buttercup." Okay, like that is uh, that is a great karaoke song. It is a. Uh, it's been in commercials. I mean, it, it, of course, the girls before us went with "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Yeah, like, but this can't the, go wrong with that song. Uh, but I think about the Sopranos. When I, I was think just going to say, I was waiting for like <laughs> just to cut it in the middle of it. Yes, and I was like, uh, I can't. So, I can't listen to that song. But but that is a great great song. Um, you know, I've sang that many times in the shower and probably many times at karaoke, but. Uh, Build me up, Buttercup is is the uh, the great one, and then there's another one that uh, that's very special to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's called Just a Gigolo by David Lee Roth, and uh, that one at every family function, every every wedding, uh, my dad, his two brothers, my cousins, and I would all get up in front of everybody and sing Just a Gigolo. Oh, so. Man. Um, that one is very close, near and dear to my heart. So we'll talk about uh, the playoffs in a little bit, but if they win the Clark Cup, the Lincoln Stars, is that what you're going to be belting out at the ice box at the ceremony or what? Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> there there will be lots coming out of my mouth uh, at the celebration of the Clark Cup championship at the ice box. Um, should we tell fans a little bit, uh, pull back the curtain about Rock Idol, speaking of singing? Because did you participate in that uh, singing this year as a, a first year member in the USHL? No nope. team. Am I? Am I? No, I think the head coach is the head coach is probably excluded from okay. that. Right. Um, I don't think the guys uh, really probably had the guts to ask me to to sing. If they did, I probably would have, um, but nobody asked me to. So 
you know they're going to be listening. And they're listening uh, now. When I'm we go sure. To Carney on I'm the way sure back that, after a big uh, win on Friday, they're going to. Yeah, and that's fine. I'll uh, I'll I'll gladly participate. For those that don't know, uh, Rock Idol is basically you make the rookies stand up wherever we're at. Sometimes it's at a dinner, sometimes it's on the bus, and you just have to sing at the top of your lungs, and you don't have a choice. I had to do it two years ago, so I know there are videos on the phones of guys like Josh Lapina, Matt Barbellini that uh, you know I'll, I'll probably see in five, ten years down the road, but. But it's a fun time. It's a bonding experience for those guys. And if you were not out of your comfort zone as a new guy on the team, you definitely are after you sing for about four minutes. Well, you know, we did we did a whole contest a couple years ago coming back from Blaine, Minnesota. Obviously, we've got like 17 hours on the bus. So they did they had like multiple rounds and the veterans judged and eliminated people and kept going like it was an hours and hours of this contest um but generally everybody gets a shoe check throughout the year during during dinner and uh whoever gets shoe checked has to stand up on the the uh the chair at the restaurant sing their song carter davis had to do it this weekend (laughs) which was pretty cool but because of our very unique schedule uh, of exclusively playing in our conference, like we're not on the road that much. Like we play 28 road mm-hmm. games or whatever, but in a lot of those, we have a pregame meal at the rink before we even leave. So it's it's kind of rare that we're in a restaurant this year. So not a lot of guys got the shoe check. So it was uh, it was cool to see Carter do it. And ironically, while Carter was singing on uh, on Thursday. Everybody was filming him except for Daltz, of course, who was filming me because I was dancing and clapping <laughs> along and, and having a grand old time. And uh, and Daltz just thought it was hilarious that uh, that I was getting into it. But uh, that's kind of me. They they sometimes think I'm scary, but but I'm really not nearly as scary as they think I am. And I think that was the loudest that restaurant has been in its history because we were just in a private room sure but everybody at the top of their lungs is just singing uh i forget it was it miley cyrus katie perry one of those two and it was- something like that the guys got into it and that's what i love about that is they force the the young buck to yes. to kind of sing on his own for a little while and then once he shows that hey i'm gonna do this i'm stepping out of my comfort zone then everybody jumps in and sings with him and it and it becomes a pretty cool moment for the guys it's just been such a, a fun year rocky and i can't believe the regular season is coming to an end this weekend i feel like uh, i was just taking yourself and uh, nick fabrizio's photos in the locker room the first time back in june july can you believe that uh, game number 61 and 62 this weekend? It's crazy. I mean, we've, you know, there that that locker room and that office and everything doesn't look mm-hmm. the same as it did uh 8 months ago or whatever. We we've played 62 games and uh my wife and I had a little girl. She's almost 7 months old now. Um you know, it's it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind to say the least and and I was actually talking about this with George and Art like being a hockey coach kind of makes your life like Groundhog Day because you spend four days preparing for your games. You play your games, you get a day off. You spend four days preparing for your games, you play your games, you get a day off. And and so it's like you you fall into such a routine and the the weeks and the months blow by and, and you're just always constantly focused on what's ahead. And, and uh, before you know it, you pick your head up and – here we are, the end of the season. The playoffs are just jammed in. I don't like the way at all the playoffs are, are set up with the USHL. Um, we could have two rounds of playoffs done in a week. 
and uh, and I don't particularly care for that. I think we worked so hard to get to the playoffs that they should they should make them a little bit more of a special event. Uh, give the fans, especially you know, like whoever we play, is potentially not going to play a single home playoff game, mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't think that's right either. And I understand the financial ramifications of it, but um, you play sixty two games to get to the playoffs, and you don't even get to play one at home. Yeah, and it's it's great to have that advantage, and that's why you fight for supremacy in seeding. The fact that the Stars uh, have officially clinched that three seed and can't go anywhere, so they will start uh, the 2022 Clark Cup playoffs at home at the Icebox Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday if necessary. We just announced that today all games are at 6 p.m. Central Time. General public tickets go on sale tomorrow at 1 p.m. You can buy them online. You can buy them at the box office. But it is just crazy to be saying those words for me because it's my third season here. The first year was the pandemic year. Last year, the playoff format was down to four. We were going to be in sixth, fifth. Uh, it's it's weird to be doing that work behind the scenes knowing that there's some pretty meaningful hockey next week starting Monday that it can end in three periods. It can end in eight. That's just the beauty of playoff hockey, and that's the fun part about it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're going into the last weekend of the season, and uh, we don't know who our opponent's mm-hmm. going to be yet. I mean, that that's not going to get solved tonight because Tri-City is putting it to the Fargo Force, 5-1 to one right now. So, um, you know, it's going to come down to uh, – it's going to come down to this weekend and and what Waterloo does and uh, and what Fargo does. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna focus on our opponent this weekend, which is Tri City, and kind of have one eye on what's going on uh, uh, around the conference, so that we can really get prepared for Monday because we don't have a whole lot of time. We'll play Friday, Saturday. We'll take Sunday off, and game one is is Monday at six oh five p.m. at the Icebox. And for you as a head coach, how much do you take in the opponent and say, okay, we have to present a game plan and develop it for them? Or is it more so let's focus on ourselves? I think you've used the term faceless opponent a lot this season because you're strictly worried about your team's success because if they do everything right and they're implementing the right strategies that you've put in practice, it doesn't matter who you play. Well, the the reality of it is, is, you know, the the two potential opponents that we play are vastly different. Mm Um, they play very different brand of hockey. Uh, fortunately for us, we've we've seen all these teams so many times, and so you know whether it be Waterloo or or uh, Fargo in the first round, Sioux City in the second round, Tri City in the third round. You know you've seen those opponents so many times. It's if you get to the Clark Cup final, now you've got a job of you've got to you've got to do your homework and and scout that opponent and have. Uh, have your pre-scout prepared for for whoever it's going to be and if we were to reach the the western conference finals we would look and see who's in the eastern conference finals and and at the same time we're we're trying to win over here we're also preparing for the opportunity to play in in the conference finals so we would be doing some due diligence against those opponents if we were to get to that point but um, you know right now it's focus on what we do uh, we've seen these opponents enough. I, I don't think that there's any major changes. I told the guys this morning, like, it's going to be playoff hockey, but it's going to be status quo. We're going to continue to do what we do. We're going to play the same way we've played all year. We're not going to change anything. Our approach is the same. Our process is the same. Our routines are the same. And that's why it was really important for me to have those games at, at 6 instead of 6.30, um, just for the simple fact that, you know, the guys are used to that routine and, 
and so they can they can make sure and and deal with that process the same way they have all year. You're listening to Outside the Box on 93.7 FM. The ticket. We're talking Lincoln Stars hockey. The Stars with a final quote unquote tune up weekend before the playoffs, and it comes against. You know, the best team in the league, they've won the Anderson Cup, the Tri-City Storm, a club that you were able to beat a couple Sundays ago for the first time all year. Just take me through uh, what you guys have been going through this week because it's a weird situation where how many players is Tri-City going to rest? Are they going to rest anybody? Are you guys going to rest anybody? Because like you just said, it's playoff hockey from this point on, including today and throughout the week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, we we're not really in a in a scenario to rest anybody. Uh, we don't have any additional affiliates mm-hmm. in town. Um, you know, so the guys that are, that are on our roster are going to be dressed on Friday and Saturday. With that being said, I, I'm certain that the, the minutes and the ice time are going to be managed a little bit differently, especially with such a quick turnaround. You know, if we weren't starting the playoffs until the following weekend, probably just let the guys play the regular minutes. But, um, you know, guys like Joe and, and Tony and Thompson, um, you know, Wall and those guys play heavy minutes. They play in all situations, PP, PK, five on five. They're, they're into the 20 plus minute range every night. And so, um, you know, if we can drop them down a few minutes and, and kind of save their legs because it's going to be, you know, one day of rest and then right back at it. You know, that's probably going to be in our best interest. We want to win, and we're, we're going to do what we have to do to try to win hockey games. But we also have a, a big belief in, in a lot of the other guys that maybe don't get as big of, a, of an opportunity. They'll have the opportunity to step up and, and take some of those uh, those minutes away. And then when you look, you already talked about it, the schedule for the postseason. You have three games, if necessary, that third game. And then the second round starts that Saturday, that Sunday. Perhaps we don't know those confirmation officially. Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. Day. Okay, there Saturday, luck. Sunday, okay. Tuesday. All right. You heard it here first, breaking the news there. Yeah. No, but, we're not looking ahead, but no, we, not at all. you know, just from an administrative standpoint, we have to have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that they're gonna Sioux City's gonna make those same plans with our opponent and and do what they need to do. But um you know, our focus is on our round one opponent, whoever that might be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can literally be done in eight days and two rounds. And, and oh, by the way, you've got the USHL phase one and phase two draft on, in there as well. Yeah, that, that was uh, exactly what I was going to mention. So what has that preparation been like for you guys? Because your focus is on this year. And I know there's so much work being done by Billy Puglisi and Nick Fabrizio and company throughout the entire year. But uh, for me, this will also be a first experience where you're going through the playoffs and you also have that draft that is very, very important to shaping the future of your club. I, I honestly, you know, I, I love this league and uh, <laughs> and I think it's great, but um, I don't have the foggiest idea what they were thinking playing playoff games on the days of the draft. Um, I, I have to believe there was a better alternative than saying, sorry, guys, go ahead and draft your team and play playoff games at the same time. I just I don't. I'm not in those meetings, so I can't. I can't even speak to it. It just. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me when when the draft is so vital to uh, building your your program, both short term and long term. Right. Phase one is 06 birth years that are going to play on our team in the future, and and phase two is is guys that are going to be a part of our roster next year. And and yes, most teams have GMs and and. 
directors of scouting and this and that and everything else, but the reality of it is the coaching staff on every team is heavily involved in this draft process, and and uh, this is no exception here, you know. And so we're doing everything we can for for preparation ahead of time. Uh, Billy's been in town um, a couple times last week. He was here uh, Monday and here today. He'll be back tomorrow. We're spending a lot of time, um, you know rating guys and 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 ranking guys and changing our rankings and having conversations and and tough conversations about mm-hmm. you know who's going to replace Dalton Norris guy that can hit the one well, timer can barely not, skate yeah, at all but he can hit the one timer really you know I'm making fun of Dalton cuz yeah. he just walked into the <laughs> the other side of the the room here but um you know you've got a you've got 6D right now going to school Henry Nelson's the only one returning from our, our defensive core. So we have serious uh, turnover on, on the back end. And with the exception of Marion Moscow on our affiliate list, we don't have anybody sitting and waiting in the wings. So um, we have some serious work to do to, to replace that. You lose somebody like Caden Imberico. Obviously, we have we have Cameron Whitehead back, which is excellent, but we need another another you know, ace in the whole goaltender. We've got some big shoes to fill up front with Wallen and Johnny and Laba and Gleb and uh, Thompson, obviously. Those guys all going to school. Now, granted, you get you get Dougie Grimes back and you get Marcellus back and, and some really great pieces up front, and we've got a lot of reinforcements from a, a forward perspective uh, on our affiliate list. So that's, that's an optimistic side of things. But um, we've got a lot of work to do, to say the least, and, and you're trying to balance – you know how much work am I am I going to do today evaluating players via Instat? How much uh, ranking and and changing are we going to do? How much work do I need to do about the upcoming opponent? You know, there's just there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, I could tell by that answer because it's a much more complicated process than some people could think. Because you have, like you said, those people in those positions, but at the end of the day, it's your team with your coaching staff and the organization is relying on you guys to pick those players. And then you're in the middle of a playoff series, so. How let's switch gears to the format of it. Do you like the best of three to start? Or no, <laughs> no. So what is your, if Rocky Russo was the commissioner of the USHL, I know a job that you would definitely want to take tomorrow. Um, what would it be? I would probably uh, make it four teams and I really? would play. So like last year, I would play five game series um, in both rounds. And then I would play seven game series in the Clark Cup final. Um, I, I don't believe in a three game series. It's it's too much up to chance. Um you you generally get the right winner in a five game series. You can get the wrong winner in a three game series pretty easily. And and it's hard that way, you know, especially the second round. Like you get the bye, you are the higher seed and you have to go to the lower seeds rank for game one. You lose game one on the road and your back is against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about an advantage that is not really an advantage. Um, that's it. And so, you know, you work really hard to get that by, to finish top two, to do all that, just to have to go on the road for game one. I can't, I can't really fathom it. And I get it, again, financially. You know, it's okay, it's us in Sioux City. It'd be really easy to do a 1 1 1 series. What if it's us in Fargo? You know, like then it's then it's a big time challenge because that is a long that is a long distance to travel. So um, I understand it, but I would I would go a five game series. I, I don't think the three game series uh, 
give the the best team a legitimate advantage. And uh, Waterloo, a, a team that thrives on home ice, and it's a it's a different style of rink that some teams may not be accustomed to. I don't know how you couldn't be in the Western Conference given this year's schedule and how it's been the last couple of years. We only played there three times. Three times. Mm-hmm. So it, that is a you want to talk oh about my gosh. like drastically different. Now we won two out of three games there. Um, one of them just went completely off the rails and we lost like eight to two. Um, but we won two out of three games there, but they are, they are like just day and night different team on that bill on that ice sheet. And think about the, the difference in their opportunity to succeed in the playoffs by having to be on the road for three games versus getting the chance to at least play one game at home. And, and so that's, you know, from a competitive parity standpoint and your fans, your fans should have a chance to watch you play in the playoffs, I think. And it's tough when you have to travel eight hours if, if like, uh, Fargo wanted to come here, if we're playing them next week. Their fans, you're not really going to get the best turnout. I think that's one of the cooler things about uh, playoff hockey is that atmosphere how it could turn on its head. I mean, we saw it even in the regular season in Fargo over the weekend. They have a, a good building, and they feed off that energy, just like the Stars who have won 20-plus games at the Icebox. It's a really big advantage. Are you excited for that building, the way it's going to look? I know we're not there yet because there's still an opponent on Saturday night in the Icebox, but uh, just based on what you've seen this year, uh, how cool is that going to be? sharing that experience it's been awesome our fans are fantastic the support we get um the passion for for our players and for for the the lincoln stars in general is uh it's infectious and you know you just i can't help but get a smile on my face when i think about how passionate our fans are how loud that building can get how we can really use it as a momentum shift for us and and uh how frustrating it probably is as an opponent when you know, the train's on the tracks and the fans are going and, and we're scoring. And if you're Omaha sitting there just getting pounded 8 nothing, I can't even imagine what it feels like to be on the other side of that. And one thing I didn't mention because uh, I don't think we were uh, on the air or maybe something happened with you where we had to have someone fill in. But do you remember in Sioux City when uh, they beat us and they played Come On and Ride It? Yes. Oh, yes. Does that stick in your mind the way it's stuck in mine the past couple of weeks? I brought it up. I brought it up. I brought it up to George, and and uh, George has gave me a very political answer. Maybe that's their win song, and we just haven't heard it all year because we beat them every time we play them. But um, I had a sneaking suspicion that it was intentional, and uh, and you know when the time's right, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun to talk about playoff hockey next week. Not sure when our next show is going to be. We still have a couple uh, of guests tonight. A half an hour show left. We'll be back in a couple minutes. You are listening to Outside the Box on ninety three seven FM, the ticket.